Hi everyone, Tiffany here with a super quick note that this podcast was recorded as part of a previous bundle season. That means that the dates that you're about to hear for the bundle, well, they're no longer correct. If you're interested in seeing what the dates are for this year's sale, please visit thebellydancebundle.com. There you'll find all the up-to-date information on our upcoming bundle. While the dates may be wrong and the class mentioned here isn't available through us any longer, many of our guests still have their courses available for purchase individually, so please do feel free to click through to their offerings and take a look. You're going to want to check it out after hearing how brilliant they are. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy the show. It's Yellow Rocks episode 13 and today we're talking about the golden age. Are you in love with the golden age of Egyptian cinema? I think that most dancers are at some point in their journeys. Seeing these videos can inform a lot about our dance history and provide a really interesting look into the time period that they were made. Adrian has taken the time to break down some of these videos to bring you the technique and the styles shown by these famous dancers of this age and turned them into a course. And that course, you guessed it, it's part of the 2019 Ballet Dance Bundle. In fact, it's launching in it. So if you've always wanted to emulate aspects of the Golden Age style, be sure to check out this year's bundle. You can see this course and all 21 others at thebellydancebundle.com. dancers and welcome to Yala Rocks, the belly dance podcast that helps you design your personal practice. I am your host Tiffany and joining us today for one of our belly dance bundle minis is the founder of Henna and Cole Belly Dance Company. She teaches in Boise, Idaho and she's a lover of the golden age of Egyptian cinema, Adrian Delarco. Adrian, how are you? We're so excited to have you on today's show. I'm so excited to be a part of the belly dance bundle this year and get to talk about one of my favorite topics, the golden era. So awesome. I w- was so excited when you reached out because this is just a topic that I think need, we need to have in this format, like teaching that style. Because I don't think you see that quite as much as we would like. Yeah. And it's, it's an influence that I think most people take for granted that we don't even realize has affected modern belly dance um, true. so much today. And we just take it for granted. Oh, that belly dance was always like that. And from those films in the, in the thirties and forties, but that um, style actually uh, started to become its own fusion of East and West and uh, still is with us today. That's awesome. I'm going to, we're going to dive way farther into that, but before we go that far into the past, I'd actually like to talk about something a little bit more in the recent past. Um, How did you get into dance in the first place? Yeah, I started when I was 14. Uh, Belly dance was the first dance form I ever did. And it was kind of this roundabout thing where I just got really into dance. I kind of got obsessed with the modern dancer Isadora Duncan. And I actually wanted to learn modern dance and just had trouble finding modern dance classes. Um, I ended up seeing an ad for uh, belly dance with my first teacher, Anissa, back in LA. And I was really nervous to try it out at first. And I just came and watched and sat in the chair. And then I just kept showing up. And gosh, now over 20 years later, I'm still at it. So it's something that's been with me through my almost my whole life. That's awesome. And it's, it's interesting that you say modern dance was kind of 
something you were interested in because one of our other contributors to the bundle, Sahar Saida, was actually trained as a modern dancer. Yes, and she is actually one of my all-time favorite dancers and inspirations. So I love her, her style and she is just incredibly knowledgeable. That's very true. So for those of our listeners who maybe aren't as familiar with it, can you explain a little bit about the golden age of Egyptian cinema, where dance kind of had a place in it, and maybe some dancers that our listeners might know their names, but not really know where they come from or like what their place is in the belly dance kind of history. Sure. Yeah, so we're really lucky that um, talking about the 19, maybe 30s through 60s, um, in Egyptian film, there became this big flourish of, of um, kind of like musicals. So it was comparable to what the West was doing with, you know, musicals and, you know, Ginger Rogers, Fred Astaire. Uh, and so Egypt became that time known as like the Hollywood of the Orient. So they developed all these films and actually their film industry was nationalized and was kind of this source of pride. And then their films got broadcast throughout the Arabic speaking world. So it, you know, maybe a comparison today is like Bollywood movies. So there was this musical format, singing, dancing, drama, and um, a lot of the the movies originally got uh, found their dancers, their musicians from some of the big clubs in that day. And the biggest one being a casino opera started by the club owner, Badia Masabni. And uh, I have a whole little presentation on that, so I won't go too far into that. <laughs> but her club really revolutionized how belly dance was presented. And it, she really uh, fused Western and Eastern aesthetics. And also all these films started being uh, shot on location there. And the style and the staging that she used, um, those dancers that got their start in the club eventually became stars of the film industry and became actresses. So probably the biggest names dance-wise would be Samia Gamal, Tahea Karioka, Naima Akef. Mm -hmm. uh, they all started in her club and got trained there. She had a full-out dance school for her dancers, and uh, they became these dancers in the in the films, but also really um, major actresses. So they became famous for both acting and dancing, um, especially Tahea Karioka. She kind of ended her dance career fairly early, like maybe when she was 31, and then just continued acting for the rest of her life. And not only dancers became famous, but um, also many singers and composers. Uh, Farid el who famously had a kind of long time affair with Samia Gamal. Um, he's a singer in so many films and often with Samia. Uh, and so he got, you know, world famous from that. And then composers who are working in the club, like uh, Muhammad Abdel Wahab, then his uh, music was now being used in, in these films. And now we continue to dance to his, his amazing compositions. Decades later, that's how you know they have staying power. Exactly. So what then sparked your interest in the golden era? Yeah, uh, I always kind of had a fascination just with kind of that, that style and aesthetic. I just love black and white movies and the hair and the costumes. So just visually, I really enjoy it. Um, but as I got kind of older and more mature in my belly dance career, I actually found more and more inspiration in those films 
when I was a, a younger dancer and I, I saw some of the films, I was like, what's so great about these dancers? Like, they're not doing anything that, like, I don't know, out of this world. And that was kind of like, you know, in the heyday of the belly dance superstars and, you know, everything's big and, you know, totally expressive and dramatic. And I, I felt like I could, didn't really appreciate um, what those dancers were doing. And now as, um, you know, my arc as a, as a dancer has matured and um, I've gotten older, I now really appreciate um, what they bring. And, and for me, uh, it kind of like is the yin to like the yang of, of modern belly dance, where modern belly dance now is, um, can be very like aggressive and dramatic and in your face and trying to impress. And I feel like the golden era style is that, that kind of yin where it's more um, feminine, it's a little like cooler, it's softer, it's more fluid, uh, it's more responsive to the audience and the music and, and overall just more relaxing to watch. And so uh, it can be kind of like, um, kind of like an antidote for people who are, a lot of people, you know, getting like burnt out on belly dance and feeling like they just have to pull out all the stops, you know, in a three minute set. And the golden era style, um, it just feels a lot more natural and joyful to me. Um, the arms are always um, really fluid and they, the dancers overall um, used improvisation more. Mm -hmm. uh, some of them like Naima Akef, um, she was credited actually for being one of the first dancers to start using choreography more often in her solos. Um, but there's just this uh, quality of, of joy, of relaxation, and um, feeling like you don't have to, you know, do everything, you know, in three minutes, that you can enjoy your movement, you can be in your body. Uh, and I really appreciate that style now. And I think a lot of um, dancers can start to enjoy um, that style just, just because I think some, some people are kind of getting burnt out on, on that uh, modern style these days. Yeah, I think they both definitely have their place, especially like you said, like in the arc of a dance career, like you go through phases where you're like technique, 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 mm -hmm. like it has to do all the things. And then you go through the phase that's more like pulling it back, making it more simple. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And investigating and studying the golden age, I think even from the beginning of your dance, can really help imbue a lot of that kind of like relaxed quality mm -hmm. to your dance, which I think is really nice. Like, especially because you're less stressed. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, th I think that's also another great thing about uh, the golden era style is um, I think, and you know, we're, we're going to talk about practice, but it's, it also leads into that because I think people feel like pressure to have to like, get everything perfect and have everything really sharp. And it becomes a little bit forced while that, that golden era style um, allows you to kind of to just be in your body more and just feel the music and be flirtatious and have more fun and not feel so much pressure to fill every beat in um, with something explosive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's, that is definitely a characteristic that I would say comes from the golden age. So you mentioned a couple of these, um, but if we could like make a little list for our listeners, what do you think are some of the characteristics 
of the golden age. I know you mentioned improv and being more relaxed, but sure. Even just like moves that you see a lot, things Mm -hmm. that tend to cross between the dancers, right? Taya and Samia Mm -hmm. and Naima, Uh, like they all do kind of these same things. Sure. I think the thing that um, probably distinguishes that golden era flavor to me are the arm movements and the arm patterns. They're, (laughs) they're so fluid. Um, Yet for most of those dancers, they are, they're always moving the arms, but it's never in this like distracting way. So I think that is a key thing that, you know, when we're talking about how to practice, how to, how to really embody that style, um, really flowing with the arms. Um, the arms are coming up and down. Um, they're not just getting stuck like at the sh- at shoulder height where a lot of dancers have their arms. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's interesting though, is that we think, oh, well, that's just traditional, but really that style of like even having the arms above the head, Um, that really came about around the the forties with, um, Badia Misabni and her training of the dancers because the stage was a new, (laughs) a new thing, you know, Mm -hmm. wasn't really performed on the stage before that. So this was kind of a way of bringing the arms up to, um, really show the dancers for the audience who was way far back in the audience. So it was actually kind of a revolutionary thing now that we just assume that, oh, dancers always did that with belly dance. So, um, so the fluid arms and they, they're very just linked. They look natural. And I think a big part of it is like when you're practicing to really link your arms with your breath. So, you know, if your arms are coming up, you're inhaling as your arms are coming down, you're exhaling. And that really helps to make it feel natural and, um, fluid. Um, some other things that, might distinguish the golden era is yeah generally the movements would be less sharp um, than today's movements there is definitely more of a softness um un- i would say like undulations are pretty consistent with all the dancers but uh that egyptian style is more of this kind of upright undulation rather than like a huge big horizontal undulation so you'll see a lot of undulations and because they were some of the first dancers to work on a stage, they do actually have quite a bit of, of like floor work or floor work rather uh, traveling floor patterns mm-hmm. stage uh, and turns. So that's, that's something too, that they kind of innovated using more of the, the ballet into it. So that was one of the first um, moments that you'll start seeing that, that Western influence. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. I love I love seeing the list of kind of what defines an era, mm-hmm. especially because I think then when you go back to watch the movies, you can start to pick them out. Oh, here's like she's doing the inhaling and the exhaling with her arms. Yeah. You can see it. You can see the undulations. You can see, oh, hey, here's the traveling floor patterns. <laughs> yes. And I think it's really interesting to have that idea when you go back to watch and kind of see what else you can pick out that yeah. defines that kind of style for you. Yeah. And one more thing I should add is I also noticed that just a simple thing that a lot of them do is this, is how they angle the bot, their body towards the audience. Um, a lot of modern style is very head on and with the golden era dancers, they rarely are just head on with the audience They're They always tend to have this more like coy and flirtatious, um, 
you know, demeanor. And so they angle their body. So their, their chin is more over their shoulder and that's like, they're more profile to the audience and it naturally, you know, gives it this like, you know, cutesy kind of um, demeanor that's not so aggressive like you might see in modern style. So that's another thing to look out for is like, how are they, what's their line of their body? And you'll notice that, especially like Samia Gamal, her body is constantly going from like one profile to the other profile. That's interesting. I've never noticed that. Yeah. Oh, see, I'm going to have to go back. I know. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> um, so in the Belly Dance Bundle this year, you are, you're launching this course in the bundle, correct? Yes. So this is brand new for all of my students. Uh, I've, uh, a lot of my students have studied belly dance um, with the golden era uh, in choreographies. I, our Henna and Cole Belly Dance Company actually won first place at Belly Dancer of the Year with a golden era style choreography. Awesome. So uh, my, my students definitely appreciate that, that part of me. But um, yeah, this is the first time I'm offering it online. Awesome. And the name of the course, guys, if you're listening to this past the bundle and you want to go check it out, it's called Golden Era Grace and Glamour, which I think both the alliteration and the name is just awesome. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about the course? Which of these characteristics of the golden age do you focus on? Kind of what's in what's part of the course? Yeah, so instructional uh, dance videos, we're going to have um, a lot of them f- focusing on the arms, because I think that's one of the quintessential aspects of golden era style. So we'll have um, some focus on just different arm patterns that you can use with thing with lower body moves that you already know. So uh, that'll be a big part of it. And just getting used to blowing with the arms. In belly dance, uh, the arms can be really the hardest part of the dance because we're so focused on getting your hips sharp and and how to keep that upper body really relaxed um, is a struggle for a lot of people. So that's kind of a big part of it. And then I also offer some some traveling floor uh, patterns with different styles um, focusing in that in the bundle of course it'll be focusing on some moves that Teheya Karaoke does and Samia Gamal and um, so we'll have one traveling four pattern that Teheya has done in one of her choreographies and then I have I'll include with it a clip so you can actually see Teheya doing it Um, and then we'll focus also on a lot of the undulations that the dancers use and um, how, for example, Samia would use an undulation traveling rather and Teheya might use it more in place. So we'll explore that a little bit. Uh, and then we'll also include uh, some more historical presentations. So I created an online uh, kind of PowerPoint video presentation about Vadia Masabni, who was that, that club owner who totally revolutionized how belly dance was presented. So. If you can understand the golden era, you've got to know who Badia was and her influence on belly dance that still um, carries with us today. Uh, And then I'll have a whole PDF with resources, links on articles, books, what music you can get for practicing. So that's, I love resource lists. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I love it. We'll get you covered on everything golden era. That's great. So speaking of resource lists, why don't we give our listeners some homework today? Right. And uh, what is an essential golden era film that you would suggest everybody go watch tonight when they get home from work? 
Yeah, so when you guys um, are trying to study up on Samia Gamal and Tahaya Karioka, they actually appeared in a few films together. So let's get both of them in on one um, video. And it's so nice now that you guys have YouTube to just look at all these videos. Because right? this, this didn't happen back in my day when I first started. But there is a 1958 film in English, it's pronounced, well, in Arabic. Arabic. It's Habibi al-Asmar, but it's uh, My Dark Sweetheart in English. And uh, it has, uh, the theme song was composed by Mohammed Abdul Wahab. Again, he started off, they, they all started, started off in Badia's clubs. And so you can see how they then became famous um, in the movies. And yeah, you can see um, Samia and Tahaya both dancing together, which is, which is cool. And you can kind of see a little bit of how their styles um, are similar and different all in one video. That's, I love that. Just put it all in one. We got the perfect video yeah. for you guys to watch. <laughs> Covers it all. Um, and that, the name of that um, movie will be in the show notes for this episode. So stay tuned after we finish the interview and I'll have the link for that for you guys so that you don't have to try and figure out how to say or type any of that into YouTube because that's always hard. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Adrian, when you are doing your personal practice, mm -hmm. how do you incorporate this golden era practice? Do you watch a lot of movies? Do you do a lot of like video breakdowns? You know, how do you kind of work this into your dance? Yeah, definitely watching a lot of the videos is probably the, the first step. So you can just get that feeling. Uh, and then, yeah, I do kind of, will take, you know, um, uh, a section of their dance and kind of just really analyze it and say, okay, how are they moving their body? What are their arms doing? Uh, and as a teacher, probably one of the most useful things for me is like, I will do a lot of things for my students. So that kind of inspires me to then really take the time to, to break it down. Uh, and then once I have some basic combinations, uh, I like to just go and improv to it. So I can find, I have a lot of awesome CDs um, from, uh, from Hollywood Music. They have a ton of golden era albums. Um, also, I find great music um, on Angami, the streaming Arabic music. Uh, and so, yeah, I'll just put on something and I don't like to like choreograph every single part of it, but I'll take some combination that I kind of develop and then just go for it and just really try to imagine myself like in a black and white movie. And, um, you know, it's like, you just think of one of those dancers that you love. Um, and, you know, imagine yourself, like if you're smiling like Samia, you're going to have such a, a different uh, flavor when you dance. So it's really about a lot of that feeling and just feeling natural, that there's nothing with, the, with this style that is forced. It is just a very sweet and natural um, movement. That's awesome. I love that that's how you incorporate it into your practice. But all of that also read as a really good instruction manual for all of our listeners. So dancers, pay attention. That is a really good way to get started, incorporating this into your practice, watching a lot of videos, finding the bits and pieces that you really love, and then try and work them into your dance. Just add one or two moves that you found from one of those videos into your improv practice. Exactly. And since so many of these dancers do uh, improvise, it can actually be a little tricky to kind of pinpoint. There's, it's not so clear often like, 
okay, they do this for eight counts and then they change this, you know, mm-hmm. sometimes it is a little bit hard, especially when you're trying to understand what their arms are doing, but that's instructional too. You're like, okay, they don't just repeat the same thing, you know, every mm-hmm. four counts there, it's just flowing. And so you can kind of give yourself a little leeway that you can, you can change it up. doesn't have to be fixed. That's great. And guys, when you do that, also check out Adrian's video today on the Instagram challenge. Um, if you're watching, if you're listening to this far in the future, uh, we'll actually have the video embedded on the show notes page as well. So you can do it no matter when you listen to this episode. Um, but if you check it out today on Instagram, you, it involves black and white. You got to put a black and white filter on your video. She's got a little combo for you and it's really cute and it's very golden era. And I love, I love it. I'm super excited for you guys to go do it. It should be fun. Awesome, guys. So Adrian's Golden Era Grace and Glamour class will be part of the 2019 Ballet Dance Bundle, which is on sale this year from October 16th to the 23rd. Other than that, Adrian, where can people find more of your work? Yeah, so my website is henna and Cole, K-O-H-L dot com. Um, and we also have a henna and Cole Facebook page, uh, Instagram, Adrian Delorco, Facebook, Adrian Delorco. So I think we covered most of the handles. Yeah, I'm on and YouTube, you know. There you go. And the links to all of that will be in the show notes, guys. So be sure to check those out. Adrian, thank you so much for joining me today. This was awesome. Thank you for having me. Are you excited to head off and do some research? I mean, what could be better than researching with some Golden Age movies, right? I think Grace and Glamour is the perfect title for this course, since that's absolutely the words that I would associate with these amazing women. And while an era can't entirely be summed up in a list of moves, it's a great place to start when you're doing your research. Start there, then try to capture the feeling and the authenticity of the style in its own way. And one of my favorite things about deep diving like this into eras and styles is that you get to experiment, learn, feel, and then bring back what works for you into your own practice and into your own dance. It's a wonderful cycle. If you're interested in following Adrienne, you can find links to her website and social media at thebellydancebundle.com 13, as well as a link to that movie that Adrienne mentions here. But feel free to watch any Golden Era movie that you please, especially if you've never watched one before. There is so much to learn. And if you're interested in a bit of guided experience from Adrienne, you can check out her course as part of the bundle this year at thebellydancebundle.com, along with many, many more resources to help you along in your dance journey. In addition to watching a Golden Era movie, if you'd like a cool Golden Era combo to work on, Adrian's got you covered with today's 21 Days of Belly Dance Challenge. You can check that out later today on the Bundle's Instagram page, or if you're listening in the future, we'll be putting all of these drills up on the show notes page after the sale is over for 2019. Interested in more practice tips? Have a dancer you know who's a total boss at something or that you know practices all the time? Let us know. You can always email your guest suggestions to hello at thebellydancebundle.com and we will do our best to get them on the podcast. This show will be continuing after the bundle is over and we want to bring you the dancers that you want to hear from, so don't be shy. And if you haven't subscribed, be sure to do so on whatever podcasting app you prefer. If you don't know which ones there are, please feel free to visit thebellydancebundle.com slash podcast where we've got links to some of the most popular ones. I hope that you've been enjoying what I affectionately like to call the Bundle Circus, but now it's time to retire from the big top and hit the cinema. Cinema.